Section 20 of Poems of American History, Volume 2, The Revolution. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. Chapter 11, Peace. The news of Cornwallis's surrender was received with consternation in Great Britain. The king declared that he would abdicate rather than acknowledge the independence of the United States. Lord North resigned. Lord Germain was dismissed, and Sir Henry Clinton was superseded in command of the army by Sir Guy Carleton. On Sir Henry Clinton's recall, May 1782 the dog that is beat has a right to complain sir harry returns a disconsolate swain to the face of his master the devil's anointed to the country provided for thieves disappointed our freedom he thought to a tyrant must fall he concluded the weakest must go to the wall the more he was flattered the bolder he grew he quitted the old world to conquer the new but in spite of the deeds he has done in his garrison, and they have been curious beyond all comparison, he now must go home at the call of his king to answer the charges that Arnold may bring. But what are the acts which this chief has achieved? If good, it is hard he should now be aggrieved, and the more as he fought for his national glory, nor valued a farthing the right of the story this famous great man the two birds of his feather in the cerberus frigate came over together but of all the bold chiefs that remeasure the trip not two have been known to return in one ship like children that wrestle and scuffle in sport they are very well pleased as long as unhurt but a thump on the nose or a blow in the eye ends the fray and they go to their daddy and cry sir clinton thy deeds have been mighty and many you said all our paper was not worth a penny tis nothing but rags quoth honest will tyron are rags to discourage the sons of the lion but clinton thought thus it is folly to fight when things may be easier by methods come right there is such an art as counterfeitation and i'll do my utmost to honour our nation i'll show this damned country that i can enslave her and that by the help of a skilful engraver and then let the rebels take care of their bacon we'll play em a trick or i'm vastly mistaken but the project succeeded not quite to your liking so you paid off your artist and gave up bill striking but tis an affair i am glad you are quit on you had surely been hanged had you tried it in britain at the taking of charlestown you cut a great figure the terms you propounded were terms full of rigour you could not foresee poor charlie's disgrace nor how soon your own colours would go to the case when the town had surrendered the more to disgrace ye like another to britain that did at stacy you broke all the terms yourself had extended because you supposed the rebellion was ended whoever the tories marked out as a whig if gentle or simple or little or big no matter to you to kill em and spite em you soon had em where the dogs could bite em 
then thinking these rebels were snug and secure you left them to rawdon and nesbit balfour the face of the latter no mask need be drawed on and to fish for the devil my bait should be rawdon returning to york with your ships and your plunder and boasting that rebels must shortly knock under the first thing that struck you as soon as you landed was the fortress at west point where arnold commanded you thought if friend arnold this fort will deliver we shall then be masters of all hudson's river the east and the south losing communication the yankees will die by the act of starvation so off you sent andre not guided by palace you soon purchased arnold with him in the gallows your loss i conceive than your gain was far greater you lost a good fellow and got a damned traitor now carleton comes over to give you relief a knight like yourself and commander-in-chief but the chief he will get you may tell the dear honey will be a black eye hard knocks and no money now with britain strike home your sorrows dispel away to your master and honestly tell that his arms and his artists can nothing avail his men are too few and his tricks are too stale advise him at length to be just and sincere of which not a symptom as yet doth appear as we plainly perceive from his sending sir guy commissioned to steal and commissioned to lie freeman's journal may twenty second seventeen eighty two george the third also declared that he would retain the cities of new york and charleston at all hazards but it was soon out of his power to retain charleston at least general leslie in command there found himself in dire straits for supplies and on december fourteenth seventeen eighty two evacuated the city and sailed away for halifax on the departure of the british from charleston december fourteenth seventeen eighty two his triumphs of a moment done his race of desolation run the briton yielding to his fears to other shores with sorrow steers to other shores and coarser climes he goes reflecting on his crimes his broken oaths a murdered hain and blood of thousands split in vain to cooper's stream advancing slow ashley no longer tells his woe no longer mourns his limpid flood discolored deep with human blood lo where those social streams combine again the friends of freedom join and while they stray where they once bled rejoice to find their tyrants fled since memory paints that dismal day when british squadrons held the sway and circling close on every side by sea and land retreat denied shall she recall that mournful scene and not the virtues of a green who great in war in danger tried has won the day and crushed their pride through barren wastes and ravaged lands he led his bold undaunted bands through sickly climes his standard bore where never army marched before by fortitude with patience joined the virtues of a noble mind he spread where'er our wars are known his country's honor and his own like hercules his generous plan was to redress the wrongs of men like him accustomed to subdue he freed a world from monsters too through every want and every ill 
we saw him persevering still through autumn's damps and summer's heat till his great purpose was complete like the bold eagle from the skies that stoops to seize his trembling prize he darted on the slaves of kings at camden heights and utah springs ah had our friends that day led the fray survived the ruins of that day we should not damp our joy with pain nor sympathizing now complain strange that those who nobly dare death always claims so large a share that those of virtue most refined are soonest to the grave consigned but fame is theirs and future days on pillared brass shall tell their praise shall tell when cold neglect is dead these for their country fought and bled philip Frenot. however the king might froth and bluster it was evident that he was beaten he was forced to bow to the inevitable and on december fifth seventeen eighty two in his speech at the opening of parliament he recommended that peace be made with the colonies in america and that they be declared free and independent on the british king's speech recommending peace with the american states december fifth seventeen eighty two grown sick of war and war's alarms good george has changed his note at last conquest and death have lost their charms he and his nation stand aghast to think what fearful lengths they've gone and what a brink they stand upon old butte and north twin sons of hell if you advised him to retreat before our vanquished thousands fell prostrate submissive at his feet awake once more his latent flame and bid us yield you all you claim the macedonian wept and sighed because no other world was found where he might glut his rage and pride and by its ruin be renowned the world that sawney wished to view george fairly had and lost it too let jarring powers make war or peace monster no peace can greet your breast our murdered friends can never cease to hover round and break your rest the furies will your bosom tear remorse distraction and despair and hell with all its fiends be there cursed be the ship that e'er set sail hence freighted for your odious shore may tempests o'er her strength prevail destruction round her roar may nature all her aids deny the sun refuse his light the needle from its object fly no star appear by night till the base pilot conscious of his crime directs the prow to some more christian clime genius that first our race designed to other kings impart the finer feelings of the mind the virtues of the heart whene'er the honours of a throne fall to the bloody and the base like britain's tyrant pull them down like his be their disgrace hibernia seize each native right neptune exclude him from the main like her that sank with all her freight the royal george take all his fleet and never let them rise again confine him to his gloomy isle let scotland rule her half spare him to curse his fate awhile and whitehead 
thou to write his epitaph. Philip Freneau England and America in 1782 O thou that sendest out the man to rule by land and sea, strong mother of a lion line, be proud of those strong sons of thine who wrenched their rights from thee. What wonder if, in noble heat, those men thine arms withstood, retaught the lesson that thou hadst taught, and in thy spirit with thee fought, who sprang from English blood. But thou rejoice with liberal joy, lift up thy rocky face, and shatter, when the storms are black, in many a streaming torrent back, the seas that shock thy base. Whatever harmonies of law the growing world assume, thy work is thine the single note from the deep chord which hampton smote will vibrate to the doom alfred tennyson a preliminary treaty of peace was finally agreed upon carleton received orders to evacuate new york and on october eighteenth seventeen eighty three congress issued a general order disbanding the american army on disbanding the army october eighteenth seventeen eighty three ye brave columbian bands a long farewell well have ye fought for freedom nobly done your martial task the meed immortal won and time's last record shall your triumphs tell once friendship made their cup of suffering sweet the dregs how bitter now those bands must part ah never never more on earth to meet distilled from gall that inundates the heart what tears from heroes eyes are seen to start ye too farewell who fell in fields of gore and changed tempestuous toil for rest serene soon shall we join you on the peaceful shore though gulfs irremeable roll between thither by death tides borne as ye full soon have been. David Humphreys November 25th was fixed upon as the date for the evacuation of New York. Early on that day, Carleton got his troops on shipboard, and by the middle of the afternoon the city was in the hands of the Americans. The song which is given below was composed for and sung upon this occasion. Evacuation of New York by the British November twenty fifth, seventeen eighty three. They come, they come, the heroes come, with sounding fife, with thundering drum, their ranks advance in bright array, the heroes of America. He comes, tis mighty Washington, words fail to tell all he has done, our hero, guardian, father, friend, his fame can never, never end. He comes, he comes, our Clinton comes. Justice her ancient seat resumes from shore to shore that shouts resound for justice comes with freedom crowned she comes the angelic virgin peace and bids stern war his horrors cease o blooming virgin with us stay and bless o bless america since freedom has our efforts crowned let flowing bumpers pass around the toast is freedom's favorite son health peace and joy to washington on thursday december fourth the principal officers of the army assembled at francis tavern to take a final leave of their beloved chief 
a few days later at annapolis washington resigned his commission and betook himself to the quiet of his estate at mount vernon occasioned by general washington's arrival in philadelphia on his way to his residence in virginia december seventeen eighty three the great unequal conflict passed the briton banished from our shore peace heaven descended comes at last and hostile nations rage no more from fields of death the weary swain returning seeks his native plain in every vale he smiles serene freedom's bright stars more radiant rise new charms she adds to every scene her brilliant sun illumes our skies remotest realms admiring stand and hail the hero of our land he comes the genius of these lands fame's thousand tongues his worth confess who conquered with his suffering bands and grew immortal by distress thus calms succeed the stormy blast and valor is repaid at last o washington thrice glorious name what due rewards can man decree empires are far below thy aim and sceptres have no charms for thee virtue alone has your regard and she must be your great reward encircled by extorted power monarchs must envy your retreat who cast in some ill-fated hour their country's freedom at their feet twas yours to act a nobler part for injured freedom had your heart for ravaged realms and conquered seas rome gave the great imperial prize and swelled with pride for feats like these transferred her heroes to the skies a brighter scene your deeds display you gained those heights a different way when faction reared her bristly head and joined with tyrants to destroy where'er you marched the monster fled timorous her arrows to employ hosts catched from you a bolder flame and despots trembled at your name ere war's dread horrors ceased to reign what leader could your place supply chiefs crowded to the embattled plain prepared to conquer or to die heroes arose but none like you could save our lives and freedom too in swelling verse let kings be read and princes shine in polished prose without such aid your triumphs spread where the convex ocean flows to indian worlds by seas embraced and tartar tyrant of the waste throughout the east you gain applause and soon the old world taught by you shall blush to own her barbarous laws shall learn instruction from the new monarchs shall hear the humble plea nor urge too far the proud decree despising pomp and vain parade at home you stay while france and spain the secret ardent wish conveyed and hailed you to their shores in vain in vernon's grove you shun the throne admired by kings but seen by none your fame thus spread to distant lands may envy's fiercest blasts endure like egypt's pyramids it stands built on a basis more secure time's latest age shall own in you the patriot and the statesman too 
now hurrying from the busy sea where thy potomac's waters flow mayest thou enjoy thy rural reign and every earthly blessing know thus he who rome's proud legion swayed returned and sought his sylvan shade not less in wisdom than in war freedom shall still employ your mind slavery must vanish wide and far till not a trace is left behind your counsels not bestowed in vain shall still protect this infant reign so when the bright all-cheering sun from our contracted view retires though folly deems his race is run on other worlds he lights his fires cold climes beneath his influence glow and frozen rivers learn to flow o oh, say thou great exalted name what muse can boast of equal lays thy worth disdains all vulgar fame transcends the noblest poet's praise art soars unequal to the flight and genius sickens at the height for states redeemed our western reign restored by thee to milder sway thy conscious glory shall remain when this great globe is swept away and all is lost that pride admires and all the pageant scene expires philip freneau early in january word reached america that the definite treaty of peace had been signed in paris on november thirtieth seventeen eighty three the independence of the united states was acknowledged the mississippi was set as the western boundary of the country the st croix and the great lakes as the northern and the gulf of mexico as the southern on january fourteenth seventeen eighty four this treaty was ratified by congress the american soldiers hymn tis god that girds our armor on and all our just designs fulfills through him our feet can swiftly run and nimbly climb the steepest hills lessons of war from him we take and manly weapons learn to wield strong bows of steel with ease we break forced by our stronger arms to yield tis god that supports our right his just revenge our foes pursue tis he that with resistless might fierce nations to his power subdues our universal safeguard he from whom our lasting honors flow he made us great and set us free from our remorseless bloody foe therefore to celebrate his fame our grateful voice to heaven will raise and nations strangers to his name shall thus be taught to sing his praise a day of solemn thanksgiving was set apart and universally observed throughout the country which set its face toward the future with a heart full of hope and high resolve thanksgiving hymn the lord above in tender love hath saved us from our foes through washington the thing is done the war is at a close america has won the day through washington our chief come let's rejoice with heart and voice and bid adieu to grief now we have peace and may increase in number wealth and arts if every one like washington will strive to do their parts then let's agree since we are free all needless things to shun and lay aside all pomp and pride like our great washington 
use industry and frugal be like washington the brave so shall we see twill easy be our country for to save from present wars and future foes and all that we may fear while washington the great brave one shall as our chief appear industry and frugality will all our taxes pay in virtuous ways we'll spend our days and for our rulers pray the thirteen states united sets in congress simply grand the lord himself preserve their health that they may rule the land whilst every state without its mate doth rule itself by laws will sovereign be and always free to grieve there is no cause but all should try both low and high our freedom to maintain pray god to bless our grand congress and cease from every sin then sure am i true liberty of every sort will thrive with one accord will praise the lord all glory to him give to whom all praise is due always for he is all in all george washington that noble one on his great name doth call our congress too before they do acknowledge him supreme come let us all before him fall and glorify his name land of the willful gospel from psalm of the west land of the willful gospel thou worst and thou best tall adam of lands new made of the dust of the west thou wroughtest alone in the garden of god unblest till he fashioned life freedom to lie for thine eve on thy breast till out of thy heart's dear neighbourhood out of thy side he fashioned an intimate sweet one and brought thee a bride cry hail nor bewail that the wound of her coming was wide lo freedom reached forth where the world as an apple hung red let us taste the whole radiant round of it gaily she said if we die at the worst we shall lie as the first of the dead knowledge of the good and ill o land she hath given thee perilous goodhoods of choosing have rent thee and riven thee wills high adoring to ills low exploring hath driven thee freedom thy wife hath uplifted thy life and clean shriven thee her shalt thou clasp for a balm to the scars of thy breast her shalt thou kiss for a calm to thy wars of unrest her shalt extol in the psalm of the soul of the west for weakness in freedom grows stronger than strength with a chain an error in freedom will come to lamenting his stain till freely repenting he whiten his spirit again and friendship in freedom will blot out the bounding of race and straight law in freedom will curve to the rounding of grace and fashion in freedom will die of the lie in her face Sidney Lanier End of Section Twenty End of Poems of American History, Volume Two The Revolution by Various